You're listening to the AdCast. There's three things that I tell people to focus on. That's your budget, your media, and your message. People gonna call it the truth. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. If you hustle, you'll never go hungry. Hustle and motivate. Hustle and motivate. That's why they follow me, huh? I think I know the way. You're listening to the AdCast. All right, welcome to this special edition of the AdCast. Today I have someone really, really special in the building with me, Mr. George Sink from George Sink Injury Lawyers. Mr. Sink, thank you for being here. Eric, thank you so much for asking me. Oh, man, it's, this is a, we got a lot to dive into today. Um, you uh, are, are very well known throughout South Carolina, also through Georgia. So, But for the folks who are living under a rock, would you be so kind to kind of tell these folks uh, about you and about George Sink Injury Lawyers? Okay. Where, should I start where I was born and that sort of thing? or uh, Just to kind of tell them about the firm a little bit. Okay, sure. Um, I came to South Carolina because I was in the Marine Corps, and all my friends were really nice, and they were from the South. And um, they told me it was warm, and, <laughs> and I was from Michigan, so I don't like the cold. And we came south. Um, I said, where's the law school? And... <laughs> In the south, and I looked at Atlanta, and what's the law school? Emory. I went to Emory, then I came here uh, to South Carolina, a little heaven on earth. Oh, yeah. So um, I started a law firm after three years of apprenticing with, with someone, and uh, I did litigation for people, uh, the hard stuff, the things that you know the busy lawyers didn't want to do, the difficult cases. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, I learned all the secrets of how to handle difficult cases. And the easy ones were really easy then. And I knew exactly what to do. And uh, after working on that for a while, I got lucky enough to be asked to be represent the police and the fire uh, people, the teachers, and government employees in the uh, Charleston, South Carolina area for an insurance company that insured them when uh, the police, et cetera, got sued for this and that. So um, I learned while I was there how the insurance companies work. You know, what's important to them? What makes them move for you? What buttons do you push? And, boy, was that a great experience. I worked, and I learned to like them, too. I like those people. But they are in a different business than I am. They're in the business of making money. I'm in the business of making people happy. So... It, it's a different business, but I did know how to talk to them now. Uh, so that made it wonderful. And then I thought, well, I'll just do, I'll just help people now. So we switched over, and uh, in the 1990s, we changed even the law firm name to George Sink Injury Lawyer, PA Injury Lawyers. Wow. PA is a personal or professional association. Um, injury Lawyers, meaning that's what we do. That's all we do. We only help the injured people, and we only help them. Um, on a contingency fee basis, which means we don't get paid until they do. Uh, it comes off the top, and we um, don't. We ha- we're very happy that way, and our clientele is too. It keeps growing and growing, and we've expanded now. Through, oh yeah, through South Carolina, you, and into expanded. Georgia. You, so. you definitely expanded. You definitely uh, provide a great service to a lot of people too, because a lot of folks they they some may not know that you know. They don't. You don't get paid unless they get paid. So that's more of an incentive for you to kind of fight for them. That's it. No, I mean, I, and we win the case at the beginning. I'll meet them and talk to them, or our representatives will. And right now, 
we have about 45 lawyers. So wow. it's yeah, it's it's really grown a lot. We will uh, even go to them, and we even do that on the weekends. You know, Saturdays, Sundays, nights. We're available by phone. So if people have trouble. We are there. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's all nines. Whatever your local area code is, <laughs> it's all nines, baby. So it makes it easy to remember right. you know, who to call when you need it. And so that's what we're doing right now. And it, it's working, I think, because we're different than other law firms. I think other law firms are very good, and they have mm-hmm. great, actually great lawyers. And I'm not saying I'm better than them at all, any way, shape, or form. Uh, but... The thing that separates us is we really care about our clients. Every client is a king or a queen. We're very lucky to have them. And I learned early on from a mentor this secret is that, well, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. If you don't care about someone, they're not going to listen to you. You're not going to be able to help them. And I'm just built that way. And we only hired people who can help people, who care about people, who are hurt personally if you're unhappy. They want to make you happy. And we're striving to do that at all times. So it's not about me bragging about this, bragging about that. I'm Mr. Big Shot. Forget that. Nobody cares about us. They care about themselves, and they want someone who will take care of them in a time of need. That's what I want to do. I want to prove that we care about them. And I think that makes a world of difference in who we are. Maybe other law firms aren't that way. How did you develop that that type of mentality or that thinking uh, for the firm, like, you know, like the people first mentality, we want to help them? How did How did that come about? I mean, is that just something that's instilled in you? How did that happen? My parents came through the Depression and they did well, but it was, I mean, school teacher and factory worker. But uh, they did, did well by saving. And what happened is our, we have, I have two younger sisters, and we all went to terrible professionals because my parents saved money. They always bought, you know, the cheapest they could find. And I just vowed, I vowed if I ever could be in a position to help somebody, I would be so grateful and so happy and let them know that I'm honored that they would choose us. And I would provide the very best services I could. And the heck with the money. I mean, I don't care. The money will come if you behave in a certain way. And the way I wanted to behave was the way I wanted to be treated when I was a youngster and had to go to these terrible <laughs> dentists <laughs> and and doctors. You know, I didn't I didn't like that. So Something just happened to me that said if I ever got in that position, I would treat people like kings and queens, Mm -hmm. like the customer's always right, the client's always right. I want to respect them. I want them to be our friend as well as our client and send their friends and family to us when they um, would need it if, unfortunately, they would need it. So that's, that's sort of a life philosophy that I've adopted, and if that doesn't suit others, that's fine. Right. There's plenty of good lawyers out there, but this is what separates us from the pack, I think. Now, you, you've you said that you know your your mother and your father were very influential oh, yes. uh, in, in you coming up and you growing up. And, and one of the things that we talked about, you know, before was before we started was just a mentor because I've I've heard oh, from yeah. you know um, 
you know, lawyers, they kind of say like, you, you got to find a mentor, you know, and, and I know there's a lot of attorneys who they look at, you know, George Sank injury lawyers and they say like, you know, I want to be like that firm, but you know, it, it doesn't happen overnight. All right. For here's, them. here's how you do it. You got to go out and find somebody you have to. And when I did, I was desperate. I was, um, I went out on my own after the three years and people knew that I tried cases, you know, I, I would do it and I'd do a decent job and I wouldn't embarrass them and, you know, clients would be happy. And so they referred a lot to me. Mm-hmm. So these good lawyers who had too much, too many cases, um, they would ask me to do that. So these lawyers would ask me to do this. And in the process of dealing with them, when they would, I'd go to them and they'd explain, this is Mrs. Smith and she has this and this and this. And we would talk and I'd say, well, how do you handle this? How do you do that? And then I would go to them and ask them. And one of them was a wonderful human being. And this is where I learned my life lesson. This is, it reinforced the life lesson, actually. Um, he was a tremendous lawyer. And uh, he would ask me to help him with, with you know, I, he'd give me the case. I'd, I'd try the case for him. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I was so impressed with him. He was handsome, athletic. His brother played outfield for the Milwaukee professional baseball team, so the Brewers. He's uh, charming and the one of the best lawyers and humans I've ever seen. And so I said, hey, hey, Jack, why don't why didn't you have children? You know, I, I felt comfortable enough to ask him that. Mm-hmm. I thought we were close. And he said, George, uh, when my wife delivered, the doctor made a dis- made a mistake. And I looked at him and I because we have medical malpractice claims. And I, I said, I said, Jack, well, why didn't you sue him? And he looked me in the eye, and this is a lesson. He said, George, he was my friend. So what did that teach me? Wow. It taught me my the Bible for our firm is how to make how to win friends and influence people. It's a book by Dale Carnegie, and he taught me how to win friends so you could influence people. And why do you want to influence people? Because I know the path that they should take when they're in a personal injury case. I know what they should do. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you convey that to them? By being their friend, by giving them the alternatives, explain them to them, and help them to get to the right decision. And that's what, what Jack did. He realized that if, or I realized at that moment that if someone's not your friend, it's... Life is difficult. I've seen so many people, and, and in full disclosure, uh, you know, I've seen people leave your firm and they feel like they are with a friend, you know, not like they're just with an attorney who's talking over them, but they're with a friend. So I've I've seen that happen throughout your firm. Oh, so I think Suzanne, that's a, just that's a was with thing. us for fifteen, twenty years. She just left, and we have a big picture, and everybody signed the the, the white around the you know the big frame and the white. I feel that way too. I mean, it's important. She's important to me. She's not with us anymore. She's retired to take care of her children. But uh, she was the one to your company, and she did a great job. But yeah, still, I was lucky I mean, to have her. You guys do the same thing, even with your attorneys too. It's all about making a friend. That's right, and that's one of the qualities we look for when we uh, when we train them. I've had a couple of the most talented people. Actually, two of them ended up in jail. Um, they're just, but. They're just hard-headed and difficult to deal with, you know, and it's just – I don't know how people feel about that, but I, I, it puts me off a little bit. So I think being warm, how to win friends and influence people. If you can't make a friend, if you can't 
if you can't be a friend, you can't influence them. Right. And so you have to be a influencer. So how do you do it? Be nice, be helpful, take their phone calls, give them the advice and the consolation and the consoling. Be a human being. Don't right. be a lawyer. You know, I mean, my goodness, they just suffered terrible. And, and they're not letting on. They won't let you know. So you've got to get it out of them in a nice way and then sympathize with them and, um, and help them in any possible way that you can. What's some advice that you would give uh, a young lawyer or a young law firm? I mean, because you've seen a lot, and like you said, uh, you want to be able to win a friend. But what's some advice, some core advice that you'd tell them, you need to stick to this, man? I got lucky. I got two things that worked out for me great. After I left my apprenticeship, I I went out on my own, and the the world knew that I could try cases. So I tried all the difficult ones. So I, I got to learn from the plaintiff's side, the people that are injured side, what the problems are. And then I got to work for the insurance company. So now I know what's important to them, what makes their world go round. Um, why do you settle more cases in December than you do in, in uh, February? Because they're, they're adjusting their books. I know all this stuff. I know wh- when to, you know what to, to do to make the world work for my clients. So all these are valuable lessons. If you can possibly get some experience under the tutelage or the of someone who knows what they're doing and cares about you, and you've got to ask them. You're going to have to ask them, would you be my mentor? Would you help me out? Would you mind if I called you? And I was so lucky. I was blessed to have so many people help me out along the way. Um, I can't count them, count them, but I think it's just a mutual respect too, because I was really trying, right. you know. But I, they could see this is a nice person. He is needs some experience and some help here. Try this, 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 and I would do that. And I go to these seminars too. They have uh, CLEs with the continuing legal education, and I ended up not like some of the people that are reading the newspapers. I took notes, and the hardest part about this is actually doing something. Many people go and they learn, but they don't do anything. Mm. You've got to do something. Got to put in the work. Two or three things out of that seminar, not 78. Don't bring back the book and say, I'll do it all. Don't do it. What you want to do is you want to incorporate one or two things from that seminar or from that meeting that I had with Jack, for example. And I, that's how, that led me to Dale Carnegie. I'm rec- recommending his book, How to Win Friends and influence people. But Jack uh, taught me that. The seminars taught me technical things that you should do and know, and that kept me up with the latest developments. And I would actually do the things. I'd go back and I'd say, i got to do one or two things. And I've been at a ton of seminars where they say, why do you think I'm telling you everything, all my secrets? Because none of you are going to do anything about it. And there is three or four people that will out of the whole audience, and I'm one of them. So I'd I'd advise them to actually do. Instead of in school, you have to learn and regurgitate. Talking, no. Don't talk anymore. Just do something. Do it. Get your habits down. Get your right habits. What if you're in sports? You know, Eric, you played sports. Yeah. you got to get your basics down, your your. Your fundamentals, get them straight so that it's second nature. You never think about it. Get your fundamentals down so that you can function without, when the pressure's on, you got, you it. got it, bam. You know, you don't even have to think about it because that's what you're doing. So get those down. Um, and character, too, I think counts. Um, character is your fate. Character, what does that mean? That means are you going to cheat, lie, steal? Are you going to be that weasel that you can't trust, or are you going to be someone that someone can look to as a source of strength and honesty and someone will take care of you? So this is something that 
would help you with your home life. It helps you in your business life. So character. So what's the formula? The formula, I think, is work squared. So work, 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 work. Then you need talent and you need some luck. So how do you get lucky? Some people say the harder you work, the luckier you get. So maybe that's true, but every now and then you get a break. Like I couldn't have been a lawyer without getting some luck. Uh, no, no. I was a school teacher in downtown Detroit, and uh, I was broke. I I was on the way to – I was going to be a Ph.D. in history. I've got a master's degree in history. I love it. It's my love, one of my loves. And um, so then um, Vietnam War came up. I joined the Marine Corps, went overseas twice, so I didn't spend any money. I was in Vietnam. And uh, and then I ended up in uh, – got medevaced and ended up in a veterans hospital for half a year. So for about two years there, uh, you know, I didn't have any money to spend. So I, I could put that in the bank, and then I got the GI Bill. So I said, I want to live my dream. And wow, my dream this is great always, hearing about you. Yeah. About your, no, it's about always your life. The, I couldn't get there because I didn't. My parents were. I told you they were not rich, and so we ran out of money, and I ran out of money, and I got great education thanks to my mom, and um, she is a big part of my my life. She was a born in 1915 so women couldn't vote then she talked to her dad they had five children polish immigrants and said hey dad uh i want to go to college he said no you're 18 you're a woman you're on your own that's how it is so she said okay so she figured it out she graduated from wayne state university in detroit michigan when she was 17 wow so she was on her own but she had her college degree so she figured it out she was so she taught me to work. My dad was charming, handsome, a great dancer, a terrific athlete, and a wonderful human being. So I got some of that from him. And so that's where, that's where I came from. And um, they were very straight-laced with me and um, forced me to be good and helped to mold me uh, along the lines that – I was hoping that I could be, you know, do them proud. You definitely do. And what we're going to do now is we're going to come back and we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we'll hear a little bit more about the Marine. All right. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, sir. You don't need a marketing agency. You do deserve very important placement. VIP Marketing and Advertising is a cutting-edge strategic digital, creative, media, and marketing partner that provides services for businesses of all sizes. To stay up to date on the latest marketing news, subscribe for email updates at veryimportantplacement.com. Got hurt in a car wreck, didn't know what to do. And that's when I decided I'm going to call you. But remember, if you're hurt in a car wreck, call George Sink Injury Lawyers at all nines. Get George Sink Law Firm on the line. Call 999-999. Oh, yeah. Paid actors, George Sink, Injury Lawyers, 7053 Rivers Avenue, North Charleston. I'm going to call you. All right, so Mr. Sink, we are back. We had a, a pretty loaded first half. We talked about how the firm started, you know, you being a teacher. And one of the things that you advertise a lot in a lot of your commercials and a lot of people gained a lot of respect for was they didn't know that George Sink was also a Marine and you provided service to our country. 
Um, so t- tell me, how did that come about, you know, where, where you felt proud enough to say, you know, I'm a Marine because I see so many people, they actually love that part of knowing that you were a Marine and you served our country. Maybe it's something to do with how did it happen, and it happened in a blink of an eye. I was teaching my kids, 7th and 8th graders, and um, I saw, in 1966, I saw the Marines landing in Da Nang, and I, I started crying, and I was, I was teaching them stuff about the news, and one of them said, are you all right? And I said, yes, I lied. I'm sorry. But uh, I realized right then that there's something in me that's got it's a sense of duty, and it's a, I'm a duty-driven person. Like, what's your duty? What is your duty in this situation? Mm-hmm. And my duty in that situation was to help my country when my country needed help. And I said, well, I could join the Navy or the Army or the Air Force. But I, I did apply to the Navy just to see, and they took the test away from me. They said, you come tomorrow, we'll swear you in. And I, of course, went to the Marine Corps, and they said, I don't know about you. You know, uh, you had a traffic ticket here a couple years ago, so you're pretty shaky. <laughs> and I said, okay, I'll show you. But I went home and had a dream that I was not part of the action. So I knew if I joined the Marine Corps, I would serve my country best by being onshore in Vietnam, not on the sea, watching it from So I couldn't. There's only one choice, and that was the Marine Corps. And they were fine. They were a wonderful group. It was the best experience I've ever had with a group of men. They're fine. Um, I was a Marine Corps officer, and they're the finest group of men I've ever been associated with. Lawyers are wonderful, really are. But these were extremely focused, fine, athletic, determined, uh, accomplished uh, leaders. And I was very impressed, and it it forced my game up uh, immeasurably to be around one of them was a cornerback for Notre Dame, and et cetera. These were terrific people, and we had to do all kinds of athletic stuff to, to qualify. So it was, it was a great challenge and a, and a thrill to, and an honor, and to this day, to be able to say I am a Marine, and I am. Wow. It never will, uh, it never will leave me, and it was a wonderful experience, and it allowed me to get the GI Bill and to save some money because I was in Vietnam, so I didn't have any chance to spend money. So it just went in the bank account, and I got to live my dream, uh, which was to be a lawyer. I always wanted to be a lawyer, and it was just in my bones. I don't know why. I just wanted to be. It's, it's one of those lucky things. I have a son who wanted to be a computer engineer, and he is a computer engineer in Silicon Valley right now. So he's a, he knows what he wants, and that's a gift. So... For all of you out there, follow your bliss. Whatever you think is your best thing is probably going to be a wonderful way to to uh, live your life. And along those lines, my career wow. changed when I was struggling to make money, you know, make make a living. I decided I'd never do anything that didn't make me happy, and that changed my whole life and my whole career. And I think it just it's a wonderful piece of advice I'll pass on to anybody who's interested. It changed my life. It was a little step back because. There was some money-making things I did that were uncomfortable for me, so I said, I'm not going to do it anymore. And I'll just do things that make me happy. And I'm happy. I'm happy all the time now. So it's because I'm doing anything that makes me happy, which is to keep developing relationships with clients and growing our firm and helping the communities that we're, we're involved in and doing various things that might be you might be proud to say that you're doing so wow well thank you i want to just tell you thank you for serving our country and also to the many men and women out there thank you as well too thank you 
I want to jump into a topic um, because you are probably one of the most uh, uh, influential people when it comes into attorney advertising around. What do you think is the difference? And let's just say, let's just, if I could just put us into a time machine and take us back to like the, the late 90s or the early 2000s, right? What was marketing and advertising like then? No, it's pretty stiff and ancient, and it's like George Washington wore a wig and wooden teeth and stuff like that. <laughs> it was it was different, and it was awkward for me, and I was nervous, and I thought having a press suit would be the most important thing I could do. And I learned that you know it's not being genuine and warm and helping is more important. So, being human as opposed to being a stiff lawyer mm-hmm. is. Uh, the deal, but it it was awkward and it was ancient. When you look back a couple twenty years, it's it's different. I have some old stuff that's uh, <laughs> it's different, and um, it's developed now into uh, the stuff. Any advertising I do, I hope is fun, and I hope it also links our nines, all nines, the number, to anybody who's interested. Mm-hmm. And getting a hold of us. Now, why that? Because it's easy to remember, and I want to make it easy for people who are in need of legal help and um, can get to get a hold of us so they, they know that it's all nines. George Sink, all nines. I'm trying to make that connection, and I'm trying to have fun. We do various commercials that yeah. are hopefully make people laugh and enjoy and uh, let them know that we're really nice people and we'll be able to help them in, in their time of need. So what was it like back then? It wasn't like that so much. It was real stiff. Hi, I'm George Singh. You know, <laughs> that sort of stuff. And I, finally, I, I grew out of that. And right. to, hey, George Singh, here's, let me give you the scoop. You know, you can tell them the truth. Here's right. the deal. Here's the what's going on. The approach is definitely different now. Yeah, I like it more. This. Do you but, think like back then, like uh, let's just say, there was a time where you never saw lawyers on television. You never saw hospitals advertise. And now you see lawyers and hospitals advertise on television. Do you think, because uh, like back then, like they probably saw it as, oh, it's a disgrace to the profession to advertise. But now it's like, it's so common. 100%. Back then, it was a disgrace to the profession. Uh, it's bad. And it's changed now. So people evolve, people learn, people grow, and that's right. a very encouraging development. And the law firm is a business. you got to promote it. You do. You want to let them know this is what we do. We help people who are injured. George, P, George Singh, PA, injury lawyers. That's what we do. It's, we help people who are injured, you know, uh, automobile wrecks, people hurt on the job, various other injuries. There's lots of them, and we help them all. So we advertise what we do in our name. And um, we do it in a way that I hope will let people know that we're warm, welcoming, friendly, helpful, and experienced. Well, well said. Now, let's, say, let's talk about, let's move into 2019 right now because there's so many different dynamics now uh, from, from advertising in the late 90s or the early 2000s. What is advertising like now? Well, I have a friend, Eric Elliott, oh. who I ask about that. He, he runs the most wonderful marketing group Thank you. Thank that, you, that, that Thank you, you can kind of find. Man. And um, when I need to know, really, I ask people. Well, that's, a, that's called humility. You yeah. know, what, what am I good at? And if you don't know, do you know someone who does know? And in that area, I'd ask Eric Elliott. But just from my experience, it looks like television, like the phone books. Right. Maybe having its last... Days, you know what I mean. It's it's going downhill as something that you would 
used for an advertising medium and perhaps the uh, uh, over-the-top over uh, solution is something OTT. there, mm -hmm. OTT, um, that will work with it. I'm not sure how that turns out, but it's looking like something's happening there. And um, the internet seems to be growing in proportion to the young people who are um, all the time on the internet and have a tremendous mm -hmm. facility with it. And so you have to have a better presence there. Uh, we, we went to billboards um, and radio. It's, these are good things. We do a lot of uh, in the community activities. I just had some orphans over um, and the police chief from North Charleston visited us along with a Reverend Lance Johnson from the Rock Church. He's, all these people are trying to help in the community. We try to help in the community also. And these are things that I do just because it's wonderful. It's almost like a vacation for me. Mm -hmm. It's like fun. And uh, as a child, I needed all the help and guidance I could get. My parents were strong and did help me. And I think I have to pay that forward, you know, like help anybody who's in a position who wants it, you know, right. who would profit from it. So that's what uh, marketing is now. And the best thing to do is to be nice to your clients. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. they'll they, send their friends they, and family if they get treated right. and They have the final say-so. <laughs> well, you feel good too, you know. Uh, and when you go, when you meet them and when you talk to them, you say, well, that's my friend. And mm -hmm. it, that makes them feel like we're friends and they feel comfortable um doing that and you feel great coming to work and you're helping people and you have a nice dialogue with them and life is good for them life is good for you and it's a win-win right Do, now we talked about like you know kind of how television yellow pages some of these things uh, are you know how yellow pages has declined television the audience isn't growing so much because their attention's elsewhere um, do you still find that television still effective? I think so, but you have to pick and choose, and that's why having, you know, people who are expert at this, like you, Eric, mm -hmm. uh, to advise me. And you know, we've had discussions, oh, yeah. and you've told me this, that, and the other thing. So I learn from you, and um, there's no shame in that. People go to lawyers because they just don't know the, the tricks of the insurance the company, you know. So I do, and I don't know the tricks of the media, mm -hmm. and you do. And you know what's which way the wind's blowing, and so I think it's critical to be humble and ask for advice from people who know what they're doing. Surround yourself with those people and let them carry you to success. Uh, modify it by your uh, how do you say it? Your character. I, we don't do anything dishonest, um, illegal, immoral, unethical. I ain't gonna do it. Let somebody else do it. You know, wow. I'm not gonna do that. No, I'm not gonna do it. No, 100%. so that's the end of that. Um, but if within those confines, if it's all that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consider doing it. And you get good advice from people who care about you. And you try to be happy and have fun along the way. And life gets to be a, a joy. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to actually end episode one today. I think we had a whole lot. I think we got enough for some more. Oh, let's do another wonderful. episode. Let's Thank do you another so much. episode. Thanks for Can you stick around a little more? Whatever you want. All right, let's do it. You All got right, it. So we're going to end episode one, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the AdCast with Attorney George Sink. I'll be sitting right here. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the AdCast, the podcast for marketers and advertisers. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever podcasts are found. 
Copyright VIP Marketing and Advertising. Produced by Craft Creative. When all eyes are on you, make it count. From audio to video to graphic design and more, Craft Creative can do it all. We don't make commercials. We craft creative. See what we can do for you at wecraftcreative.com.